Welcome to Dice Camera Action in audio form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. For the current Tomb of Annihilation storyline as the Waffle Crew adventures in the jungles of Chult, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dungeon Delve RSS feed. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash toa, or if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca. We'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew, and welcome to the jungle, my friends. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the last episode of Dice Camera Action in 2017. All right, uh, before we get started, I have a piece of art here from Emily Scott. I just wanted to share that. Aww. See? Oh, it's so oh, cute. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wearing a D&D sweater. Yes. Yeah, too cool. Horrible. That's Previously cool. in Dice Camera Action, the adventurers were dealing with some issues with uh, snow. They were caught in a blizzard when they were rescued by a Captain Zondala and her airship. And in exchange for safe passage, they helped this captain retrieve an artifact called the Ring of Winter. Or rather, um, they were on a quest to do that, and they discovered that someone had beat them to it. A man named Artis Simber, a member of an organization called the Harpers, stole the ring before they could. But... They were able to negotiate a truce with him, and he traveled with them for a while um, until a red dragon attacked the ship, and they were forced to flee via a teleportation magic. And they ended up in Port Nyanzaru, in the jungle continent of Chult. And shortly thereafter, Artis uh, was attracting attention from a rival organization called the Zentarum and thought it would be too dangerous for him to stay with the party. So he and the Ring of Winter parted company with the Waffle Crew, and that's how the Waffle Crew came into possession of a new guide named Dragon Bait, a sorial paladin who's been with them ever since. Well, they've continued their uh, primary quest, which is to stop this death curse that is ravaging all of Faerun and is slowly claiming the lives of three members of the party, Diath, Paulton, and Strix. And the only thing that is helping them fight off the death curse is their ingenuity and these rings... Uh, these two rings that they got after Evelyn made the ultimate sacrifice way back when. Anyway, long story short, the party was leaving Oralunga after consulting with an oracle when they found a wrecked skyship caught in the trees of the jungle, the remains of a vessel called the Star Goddess. It was encased in ice in a sort of perpetual winterscape in the middle of this steaming hot jungle. And it didn't take long to realize that uh, the cause of this snow and devastation was the Ring of Winter. And as Artis once warned you, the ring is a powerful, evil artifact and can take control of its wielder. And that's apparently what it had done. Because suddenly Artis, evil Artis, and the evil ring attacked the Waffle Crew, and the Waffle Crew defeated him. The ring was removed from his corpse. Uh, the last thing he said was, Avenge me, Alessandra. And Paulton wanted to try it on because Paulton has long coveted this ring. 
his party urged him not to, which is why he did. <laughs> All right, and we ended the last session, second to last <coughs> session, technically, with you making a saving throw against the ring trying to assert its control over you, and you rolled an 18 on your charisma save, which is darn good, and enough to resist the ring's hold. <sighs> iceberg! Oh, good. <laughs> good. Now take it off. Iceberg! Yeah. Paul, Paulton, you can feel this evil artifact. It's like this gnawing at your psyche, trying to get in, break in through a window or door into your brain so it can take over, but you basically shut all the doors, latch all the windows in your head, you bolt, you bar little imaginary chairs under them, you pile furniture in front of them, everything you can to keep this thing out of your skull, and then somehow it succeeds. And now, yes. the, you don't think that the ring can get into your head now, at least for a little bit. Do I, do I feel like I know how to iceberg? <laughs> you think that... Um, Very focused. Yes. Given time, uh, given like maybe a few minutes, as you gradually attune to the artifact, you will be able to unlock its abilities. And you've seen many of them in play. I throw out a fist and just yell iceberg and wait patiently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Iceberg, uh, please. What are, what are the rest of you doing? You don't, you Evelyn see, is also like, patiently waiting for his iceberg. She's all, very all, all that the three of you have seen was you saw him don the ring and then kind of frown a little bit and kind of scowl and a shiver sort of went through his body, but now he seems kind of cool but impatient. He's now tapping his foot and... Strix is just, like, readying, like, a fireball. Like, she's going to drop him if, if he starts looking evil. She's All right. Like, hey, stop. He's been wanting this iceberg for a long time. The ring is evil. He's not. It's fine. Look at him. He doesn't look evil. Ah! Iceberg, please. Yes. <laughs> You're still you, right? I'll feel more me when I have an iceberg. <laughs> yeah, it's still him, guys. <laughs> well, could you... Do you think you could use it to get rid of all this snow and ice? Yeah, that would be way more useful than an iceberg. Guys, but what if the iceberg... Uh, iceberg, please! <laughs> Alright. Um, so you guys are just sort of waiting around. Now, you also found something in the wreck of the Star Goddess. Yes. A device. Uh, it, oh, was in, no. it was in a chest, and it looked like this black mechanical egg. Uh, with a dial on one side and a window on the other, and coming out of the window was a bright, luminous, arcane energy. Um, yep. The way Can it was... I try to arcana check that again? <laughs> no, yeah. not, not, okay. not at the moment. You need to do some more research or do something in okay. order to, um, to pull that off. Do you want to do anything with it? Uh, yeah, DF actually does want to retrieve it. If nothing else, because it looks extremely dangerous, mm -hmm. and the last thing I need is anyone else to find this. So I want to take it with me and keep it safe. Okay. And basically tell Strix that between the two of us, I want us to study it as much as we can to try to figure out what this does, how it works, and why. Mostly Strix. Yeah. The, the black egg weighs about 10 pounds, but it was sitting inside a protective hexagonal chest when you found it which right. was obviously put there to make it easier to carry because the chest has little handles on it and things. Do you want to put it back in the chest or do you want to keep the egg out of the chest and store it in some other way? How large is this chest? It's about uh, a foot wide all around and about 
a foot and a half tall, so it's not terribly big. It's just kind of, it's a little bit bulky. You couldn't fit it in a backpack. Yeah, it'd be hard to travel with. Right. We could strap it on Evelyn. You uh, could, I mean, sure, but what? Because you you're strong. You could take some leather straps, loop them around the handles of the chest, and turn it into something that she could wear over her back. It would be, yeah. it'd be a little ungainly, but she could manage it. Oh, it'll strong. be just like when I used to carry little baby waffles on my back. See? She's strong. Okay. Well, the, the chest itself, Strix, you said, was warded. The chest warded, yes. I don't know if, like, this chest itself was somehow containing its whatever, or... Okay, well, for the time being, we'll try to keep it within the chest. If it becomes too uncomfortable or has too much stuff, okay. we'll ditch it, and then we'll take just the thing itself. Okay. How much does it weigh, you said? Uh, it's about 15 pounds, or 20 pounds all told, with the chest and the egg. Okay. Okay. Uh, Paulton, you attune to the ring, and you dis- the first thing you discover is that you can, if you want to, uh, use an action to dismiss this winter effect in the vicinity that you're in. That doesn't use a charge. A couple other things you notice is um, you learn that the ring defies attempts to magically locate it, and neither the ring nor its wearer can be targeted by anything that would allow it to be scryed, like a scrying sensor or something like that. Basically, you're off the grid while you're running. Cool. Um, the other thing you know you have is a ability called frozen time, which is as long as you wear the ring, you don't age naturally. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> this just keeps getting better for Paul. Yeah. I love this. You are also immune to cold. That goes without saying. I love uh, this. And you know. Oh my that, gosh, we have so much in common now. You know that the ring has twelve charges that it regains every dawn. So, but eleven of them have been spent today. So you've got one charge now. What time um, is it? It's uh, late afternoon. Mm. But the getting rid of the winter effects wouldn't use a charge. That does not use a charge. Initiate, creating a winter effect does, um, but stop ending this ambient effect does not. If you wanted to create another 120-foot radius sphere of winter weather, you could spend a charge and do it. So you could do another one if you want to because you have one charge left in the ring. Uh, you also get a shit ton of spells out of the ring. Um, with, one, with only one charge remaining, the only spells you can cast right now are Sleet Storm, which costs one charge, or Spike Growth, which causes icy spikes to <laughs> erupt from the ground. That's another charge. Everything, every other ability of the ring um, that I'm not going to go into right now basically requires more than one charge. Ah, okay. uh, so can't quite Icebird yet. Yeah. <sighs> You have to wait till the dawn. That's rough, buddy. So can I just be like like fidgeting around with it and I like accidentally set off like a spike growth just to see it happen? Yeah. And when you do, basically this field of icy spikes erupts from the ground um, and sort of remains there for a certain span of time. And it looks like if you were to enter that, you might take damage. Holy shit. I imagine that it like appears like really close to Strix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. cool. So that does that. And then, um, and yeah. Okay. What's up? Can, can we get rid of the ice instead of making more? <laughs> I tell him like, oh, 
You see, there was only one charge left on that, so I don't, I don't know if I can. We're just, it's real cold here. I, ah, oh man, I mean, maybe if the ring had some convincing. Yeah, kiss the ring. <laughs> Whoa. I am not kissing the ring, Paul. You're going to It's pretty cold, dude. I mean, not to me, but... You Why do. not, DFS? That's what it needs. It needs that to get rid of the cold. I'm that not. is not what it needs. What it I needs. know magic, and that's not what it needs. It needs that sweet Naruto loving. <laughs> Why don't you want to kiss? It looks real nice, Diaz. Why don't you kiss it? Because Palm's a dick. No, he's... Why, Why would <laughs> you say Paul. something like that? Oh, well, I, 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 I guess it's fine. It's not that cold out, right? I don't feel it being cold. Mm. It's very cold in the in the winter area. It's like minus... 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Yep, but, I don't feel it. But, you know, you walk a few hundred feet, you're outside of it, you're in the jungle, and it's more like 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh. Strix is just annoyed and is just going to, like, okay. walk over to Waffles and just be like, I don't know what's happening, Waffles. <laughs> We're just going to stand over here. All right. Uh, Waffles took some damage um, from the Ring of Winter during the altercation. Uh, That's so right. She, she is still damaged at this point. Simon is also damaged from the cold. Um, and so is Dragonbait. We should rest here then. Yes. In this wintry. No, not That's this, a great idea. Not I'm in the wintry. Uh, <laughs> Can you we, fix we, the winter, Paulton, please? We could rest here and maybe regain some charges, Paulton, if it wasn't so snowy and cold. I put up a hut around me. <laughs> Uh, like, wow, not only am I immune to cold, but now I don't even need to be because it's so warm in here. Yeah, so a, a Waffle Hut, a magical dome appears, and it's temperature controlled, so you can hang out in there if you want. I go give Waffles five points of health. Okay. I lay on my hands. I scratch behind her little ears. I'm like, you feel better, you cute little girl. You just feel better. All right. She'll take that. Simon will put his, hand, his hands on his hips. And uh, look at you as well. You go ask your dad. Your dad, your dad can heal you just fine. All right, he'll go offer and. Uh, all right, all right. You don't have to kiss the ring. <laughs> we can we can compromise. Uh, Death. I just I just want to hear you say that I will become the Hokage. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's fine. I, you don't need to. I just need to hear you say it. It would mean a lot to me. <laughs> I will become the Hokage. All right, good enough for me. I'm doing it. All right. Uh, so time... I, is, how drunk is he right now? Like, <laughs> Too drunk. Just Drunk on power. Uh, yep. All right. Dalton, your son is asking for healing. Heal your son. Okay. I will Thank go. You. I will go help my son. Okay, are you going to use the your magical mandolin to do a healing song? Absolutely. All right. Do, 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 do. Let's see. You got a Cure Wounds, third level. So bring it. Um, so you're going to roll some dice for me. Do, 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 do. So that'll be... Uh, 3d8 plus your charisma modifier. Okie dokie. 3d8 plus charisma. Okay, so. Oh, 15. 
Sorry, stream coordinator, I broke things. Okay. <laughs> that would be uh, 24. All right, he's fine. You heal him all. Yeah. Up. My son. Okay. Uh, some time passes. You hibernate in the uh, hut. Uh, dawn comes, Paulton. The ring uh, fully recharges. All of the charges come back. Uh, I'd like you to make another charisma saving throw. Okay. Oh, every day. I knew it. I it's, knew it was. I knew it. It's fine. I'm charming as hell. Chris, was Uh-oh. that a long rest? Uh-oh. Yes, that was a long rest. <laughs> Everybody Uh-oh. gains the benefits of a long what rest. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh. Uh, okay, that's a uh, that's a thirteen. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, and. Uh, Everybody else, make perception checks. Oh, no! Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I got, oh, for once in my life, 16. Oh, wow. Good. I got a 19. Very good. Ooh. Uh, 17. All right. You all see uh, as dawn breaks, and Evelyn, you're in your prayers, your dawn prayers or whatever, uh, but not so distracted that you don't see Paulton's eyes flash blue in an instant and the ring uh, glow as well. And then uh, he gives you, he sort of scans you all with this look that you would think is totally out of character for him. Because <laughs> he's thinking. <laughs> um, there, there is, uh, the best word I can use is there is a menace to that look. Um, that that has never crossed his face before. Uh, but then he regains his composure and he's fine. During, can I give like a more maniacal just, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh. No, no, give it. Give the ring now, Paulton. This is Who's ready for some iceberg? No, no, give it, take you it can, off. You can now use uh, either two charges to create an ice object or four charges to create an ice creature that's animated. And you want your Ooh. iceberg. I d- wait, no, now I'm thinking of a different creature since it's that many. Come back to me. I'll, right. Chris, I'll think about it. Yes. Is that a saving throw that he's making or a check? That is a saving throw. But you don't know he's making it. Oh. Well, it was probably, I within probably doesn't 10 matter. feet of him? Because I usually you would, am. would be within 10 feet of him, however. So, Nate, if you want to, you could add plus five to that. There you go. Cool. But I don't know, the menacing thing sounded kind of cool. I mean, that's why I was saying. <laughs> if you want to have been standing next to Evelyn, then you can add plus five. If you were off by your own self, then... So, just just preemptively, I will... Am I picking up that, like, every day it tries again? In, like, when I... Based like, in on the your morning? experience, yes, that is absolutely true. Okay, so I'm going to... I'm going to uh, approach Evelyn. Okay. I'm going to be like, now... Don't read too much into this, but every night I'm going to need to sleep right next to you. <laughs> I hope that's okay. Uh, sh- sure, no, no big deal. All right, fantastic. That's, you know, that's fine. I mean, yeah, whatever. Okay, great. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I know it's probably a bit of a burden, but you know, no, I'll, no, no, I won't, no, I won't get in the way. She is totally no problem. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. It's fine. All right. Great. I mean, you said that was plus five? Plus five. All right, cool. So everything's plus nine now. I'm into that. 
as long as you're near him. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to do before you continue your trek to Omu? Did we remove the ice uh, atmosphere? Halton? Yeah. Do you want to get rid of it? Oh, yeah. He oh, said yeah. he wants to be the Hokage. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Strix is also going to try and just any kind of research she can do on that egg and downtime in between resting. Yes, you can. You can. Uh, you you could spend part of the night studying it, study it through the morning. Make another check for me, Arcana. Yeah. Chris Perkins, I've decided what I want to try and do first with the ring. Excellent. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I would I, uh, like. I would like okay. to. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It's fine. It does. I rolled too bad. I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> I would like to. Create a creature. You said that's how many charges? It's four charges, and you can create... Okay. The creature can be modeled after a beast, that's basically any animal, with a challenge rating of two or less. Uh, so that it does sort of limit things, like you can't make a Tyrannosaurus. Um, but you could make anything that has a CR of two or less, and that would include things like... Ooh, I don't know. A baboon, a bear, a, a wolf, a crocodile... A camel. A so, horse. hypothetically, if I wanted to create an ice Simon, <laughs> that is. Simon is not a beast. Oh, okay. Thank God. What what beast is closest to Simon? A, uh, uh, I don't know, an ape. A little monkey. Yeah. Okay, I just, I want to make that ice saber tooth. That thing was pretty cool. <laughs> All right, that you can do. A, a saber tooth tiger made of ice appears next to you. Like, sweet! Can I ride it? Like you the sure same can. one that attacked us earlier? Pretty much, yep. Cool. But it's a friend now. You're now on an ice tiger with big, <laughs> big tusky fangs. All right. I, I, like, I like sit on it and I look around like, All right, guys, I'm good. Just make a dexterity check for me. <laughs> Chris's face. That is that is a that is a slippery tiger boy. Um, that would be a fifteen. Okay, you managed to hang on just fine. Hey, okay, Palton, you want to race? She jumps up on waffles. Like, no, I'm good up here. Okay. All right. Uh, Dieth will actually pick up Simon and then like seat it up in Palton's lap. Oh, okay. not it, Dieth. Thank you. I know what I said. All right. So Simon and Paulton are riding the ice tiger. And the hand. And the hand is also on the ice tiger. This is great. You have your own. I have everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> so you know that the ice tiger will last 24 hours um, before it melts into a pool of water. So. Cool. Okay. What's the ice tiger's name? Um, come back to me. Okay. <laughs> so you, right. you leave the star goddess behind. You continue yes. your trek to Omu. Paulton seems to know the way, um, having been granted a gift by Saja Nabaza, the guardian naga of Orlunga. And um, you guys are all go down by another hit point. That's... Strix, no. Diath, and Paulton. Your maximum hit points drop by one. Oh, wait. Oh, Strix too, right? Yep. All three yeah, of yeah. you. And then after a three-day trek with Paulton creating new ice animals every day, probably. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but is he evil? He's not evil yet. 
Uh, I say yet. I'm going to have him make another con- uh, charisma saving throw. I am also next next to Evelyn. Of course, as you an, are. As we snuggled real nice last night. Also, mm-hmm. Strix is constantly ready to just drop him. Like constantly. Evelyn also does not ask Uh any questions. He's like, we need to stay close. And she's like, okay. And she just cuddles with him, not asking any questions. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Don't forget. So, um, so it's, uh, so it's the plus five from Evelyn. Yeah. And then my plus four. So it's plus nine. Yeah. Chat says it's plus 12, but I don't know why. It's plus 12. Yeah. Proficient in charisma saves. Oh, Oh. yeah. You're proficient. Oh, okay. So it's plus plus twelve. So it's plus 12. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a 13. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I knew. Nate. I knew you rolled a one. I knew you rolled a one before you even rolled the die. That's how, that's how well I know you. All right. <laughs> Paulton does not kill you all. When, when you get to the edge of Omu, you realize, and Strix might have told you this already, that the city is sunken into the ground and uh, basically is surrounded by cliffs on all sides. The city is also within a few tens of miles from what looks like a volcanic mountain range. And there are volcano, and they're all active volcanoes. They spew lava, big, big billowing clouds of smoke. And, and ash pouring out of them, and every once in a while you can feel the ground tremble beneath your feet as these things shudder in the distance. Omu itself, uh, as you reach the edge of a cliff, Balton, you sort of look to your left, you look to your right, and you can see through the foliage that there is a rift at one end of this um, city that you could descend down. In fact, it looks like that rift has stone stairs sculpted into it, leading down into the city. The cliffs are 100 feet high. This is the place that Strix has been before, right? Strix has been here before. She recognized it immediately. What's changed Strix is uh, you can see one end of the city has fallen into what appears to be a lava fissure. Uh, You didn't didn't really notice that before. Um, It's not a big, it's not a huge fissure. It's not, it's only maybe a tenth of the city that's consumed by it, Uh, but there is a lot of smoke billowing out of it. The biggest thing you notice is that there appears to be, at a glance, you think snow falling. What? And then you realize it's not snow, it's white ash. Oh, is it coming from the lava or coming from another volcano? No, it seems to be being carried uh, miles over the jungle by and, and coming from the volcanoes. Huh. Um, do I see any any airships or remnants of the the AI crew that I put, you, spent a moment with? You do not see at a glance the airship. All right. Is well, there a dead gorged Tyrannosaurus Rex? You're not. Or? Do uh, I see the body of Jim Dark Magic somewhere? <laughs> make a perception check. <laughs> uh, oh, I got a twenty! Yay! All right. A natural twenty. So. Omu is big. It's a monster-sized city, and you can, as you're staring down into it, make out buildings uh, with uh, raised stone avenues running between them. You can see off on the far side of the city what appears to be the palace lying in ruins. You're not close enough, and you're not at the right angle to see the amphitheater, which is where you descended in the airship and fought the feathered Tyrannosaurus. 
Right. Um, so you can't see that part of the city at all. Hmm. You'd have to walk around about a quarter of the edge of the city to get to a vantage point where you could see it. All right, well, I know that's where it is, so I tell everyone that he died there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hmm. Now, so between Strix and Paulton, you can see things beyond anything that we can see. We should be able to find some kind of entrance or something to the underground area or whatever. Maybe we can fly down there. Oh, wait. We should, we have to, (laughs) we have to find Mr. Fox first, right? No, not him, just his things. His things. But they are within Omu itself, somewhere deep underground. There's a sort of an image of the city. Oh, look at the lava. You're in the bottom left corner. Gotcha. Oh, I see. Okay. Um... Can I get on my broom and sort of, like, check around if we walk down the stairs and see if there's anything down there just to make sure the coast is clear? Yeah. Okay. I will turn my staff into a broom and it looks super cool. Yep. <laughs> and then I will fly down. And All be right. like, I'll bear it back. As you launch out and your staff turns into a broom, um, you soar through the air over the city. You can see that vegetation has taken hold of much of the ruins. Many of the buildings have collapsed, fallen in roofs so you can kind of see into their interiors. Some of them are sunken in what appears to be a flooded river that flows through the city before pouring into the lava fissure. Uh, There's all kinds of life down there that you can see birds and things, but nothing startling. Uh, Nothing that immediately leaps out at you and says, danger. And Mm -hmm. for me, that means it looks real safe, so I'm going to tell everyone that it looks real safe. (laughs) All right. Good. But if there was something like walking around down there, you'd have a hard unless it was on one of the raised boulevards, you'd have a hard time seeing it just because there's so much coverage. Right. Well, the the best at least I checked. So yeah. I'll tell everyone I checked and And the down. the stairs that lead down um into the city look safer than trying to scale the cliff walls if that were to become a necessity for someone. Yeah, we're definitely not going to scale the cliff walls. I don't think waffles can make that. No. Yeah. No. Not without some sort of harness. Oh, God. Just the thought of it makes me anxious. So, <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, so you think it's best we take the stairs? Yeah, we need to take the stairs. All right. Let's do okay. that. I will still hover on my broom, though, and make sure everyone is, like, getting down okay. What? I, yeah, I, I don't walk if I can help it. Of course. So. Keep your eyes in the sky. Let us know if you see anything. What ice animal do you have today, Paulton? Oh, God. If you make uh, a nice bird, then Diaz could ride it. That'd be real nice. Mm. Then we could all fly. He doesn't seem like he's into it, so... <laughs> That's true. How about right, an ice... Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ice rhino. Okay. So. You have an ice rhino. Rhinoceros? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <sighs> this is great. Okay. Every time, every, every time I spot a new animal, I look directly at DF, and I'm like, this is great. Diaz doesn't even like look back at him every time he's just. Oh, Diaz, I said this is great. As you come on, everyone, you get to the bottom of the stairs, no problem. Diaz, Waffles, Dragon Bait, Simon, you're all on foot. Paulton is leaping down the stairs on his ice rhino. Um, he's mastered how to sit on ice creatures now. And uh, Evelyn and, and, and Strix are sort of zipping around overhead. 
the buildings that you first come to are a little bit more spread out, but they look like they've just been neglected, um, not lived in in centuries, if not millennia. And um, eventually you get past them into the city proper where you start to see now stairs leading up to the raised stone roads, which were built higher than the ground, of course. They're elevated because the ground can be a little bit marshy. And the buildings next to them that sort of run alongside these stone avenues are all dilapidated and caved in. Um, but Paulton, you know that scattered throughout the city are a number of holy shrines. Um, you know this instinctively from the blessing that was given to you. The three closest ones to you, you feel, are about, well, two of them are about 100 yards away, one on one side of the avenue, one on the other. The other one you think is on that pillar over the lava fissure. There's a, there's a pillar of rock that rises up over the lava fissure with a six on it. You see that? That's, yeah. that's one of the shrines. It looks like all the ground fell away from it, but somehow the shrine managed to not fall into the lava. That's cool. Anywho, that's what you see. And then I'd like everybody to make perception checks. Oh, no. <clears throat> What's up? I 15. Got a, I got a nine. Okay. Natural 20. Boom! Okay. Boom. That's pretty good. I heard, that, I heard that in stereo. Boom! <laughs> Total 29. I'm, I'm too stoked on the fact that I have a nice <laughs> rhino and I got another nat one. Okay. <laughs> Get it all out of your system. Okay. He is completely distracted. All right, well, uh, apparently rhino riding is very distracting. And uh, Strix, what did you roll? I got a nine. Okay. And Evelyn, you didn't do much better, right? I got 15. Oh, that's much better. Okay. Evelyn and Dieth, you see uh, someone bolt out of a vine-covered ruin. He is a gaunt, thin man with leathery, brownish skin bald with sort of a patchy beard, and he's got dirt-stained red robes. Um, and he's just sort of wild-eyed, and you notice, Diath, that he's got an arrow sticking out of his back up by the uh, left shoulder, and uh, that he's got another arrow clean through his right leg. And he's but, still running? But neither of those wounds seem to have discouraged him from running in terror toward you. Uh-oh. And he says, He's mad! He's gonna kill us all! And then an arrow comes through his mouth, and he falls. Ah! Cool. To the ground. Oh, let us help you. Uh, I, I immediately tell everyone to take cover uh, from like the direction of the arrows and hide behind whatever. Okay. Because apparently this guy's no, a really good shot. I have to go shot. stabilize this poor person. I have to stop them. So you just say that I imagine Strix is like 15 feet off the ground and goes, ah, and her, her broom just turns back into her staff and she just collapses into the bushes. <laughs> All right, yes. Strix falls into a bush. Evelyn tries to go grab the wounded man and drag him to safety. All right. As Evelyn swoops down at the man who has fallen onto the ground, what do Diath and Paulton do? 
Uh, I'm on this rhino that's like a bucking bronco. I'm just like, um, <laughs> we'll try my best. Uh, I hide behind said rhino. Okay. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's moving. A lot. But you okay. Can. It's like one of those mechanical bowls. You know you have total control over this rhino if you really want to. <laughs> this, is, it's a, I'm, this is on purpose. It's a lot okay. of fun. <laughs> okay. It's enough to give me cover or something as we try to as okay. I try to like scan my eyes to see exactly where that arrow came from. All right. Um, with uh, Matthew, could you make a stealth check for me? Yeah, happily, happily, Chris. <laughs> um, it's not my. It, it was not my my greatest roll. It was a two, so I got an eleven. Okay. But yeah. I, I'll show myself. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I'm not scared. I, I, these, I, I see what's going on, and there's a rhino, and there's a woman trying to help an obviously dead man, and I'll say to him, come out from where you are, or I will drop you all. Not exactly trying to hide here. <laughs> <laughs> so what you see is this figure sort of that sort of sprung from a rooftop to a rooftop to a rooftop and landed on sort of the remains of a crumbling wall is now staring at you, this bipedal cat, um, a, a feline humanoid wearing leather armor and a crown of fern leaves. And he's got a big bow and what looks like a quiver full of arrows over his back. And I'll say, and Chris, I would have cast uh, Hunter's Mark. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, just so you know that, I got that going. Yeah. So I'll say to him, Present yourself. What are you doing in the Forbidden City? Have we ever seen a person like this before? I'm pretty sure I have. You have Strix because you ran into a couple of them in Port Nianzaru. Yes. These are this is a Tabaxi, but no yes, one no, I've seen none them. Of, no one else has seen one. Um, I'll just like peek through the bushes, like from the ground, like yeah. sideways, and yeah. just be like, I've seen I've seen them. They're they're bad news. They're cats. <gasps> Kitty. Also, I would like to crawl towards the dead. I'll shoot an arrow in her general direction. Okay. Mine? Yeah, yeah, I'll put an arrow in your feet. Okay. And it will not miss. Fair enough. I say again, state your business. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, stabilize this poor man who uh, seems to have an arrow through his face. Yeah, you not that he is already dead? When you turn him over, evil, and you can see he is dead. He's like beyond death saves. He's beyond yeah, saves. His, his soul is going to be taken. He's got an arrow through his mouth. <laughs> I mean, Strix has crawled up to him at this point and is going through his robes. Okay. I'll, your throw, I'll throw an arrow at her feet. Leave that. That is mine. Uh, so as soon as like, that arrow lands, <laughs> uh, DS will respond back. That's enough. State your business first. Are you some kind of protector of the city? I think it is interesting. You ask a question based on my question. I suggest you answer mine first before I give you your answer. I mean, to be fair, that was a little derivative, DS. <laughs> Evelyn, come on. <laughs> what are you doing here? We only seek the lost city of Omo. You have found it. Now what is your business? We are here to deliver that of which you seek. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, can I do a, participating. Shh. Can I do? A, can I do a deception check? 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> is he still bucking on the right? Yes, yes, yes. We are here to deliver this beautiful ice rhino that you've ordered. Ooh, okay. Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, your insight check, Matthew, would be your uh, wisdom. Uh, would be a wisdom check for you, plus three. Just uh, I, I beat him. I got 20. All right. All right. So I'll, I'll flip off my thing, and I'll string my bow, mm-hmm. and my hands will go to the sky, and I'll go up to Ice Rhino and mm-hmm. try, like, an animal handling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll try, to, I'll try to calm your beast. All right. This rare exotic beast, like nothing I've ever seen in my life. I'm yeah. more mesmerized by that than I'm worried about you for. You can absolutely make an animal handling check if you want. Yeah, I, uh, I rolled a test of 17. Okay, you think that that should be enough to tame this wild beast, but then as you are attempting to comment, you realize there's nothing natural about this creature whatsoever. It's more construct than beast and doesn't seem to be affected at all by your animal handling moves. You think that it's, it's uncontro- uncontrol- unnatural, totally unnatural. I immediately grab my bow back up, notch an arrow, and start backing away. All right. As as this is happening, have I? Can I see yes. that the dead dead person is possibly what I think it is, which is a red wizard? So the dead man um, kind of looked like this. Oh, he's not a red wizard. He's just a dead dude. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you can see that he he has over him a red robe that looks like the same colors as what you would huh. expect a red wizard to wear, um, but it's sort of ill fitting. Um, and underneath that, he's just got this leather jerkin and trousers, a simple band around his head. But you do notice that he has got a book um, tucked away in his oh, robe. Oh, I'm taking that. Uh, which you're oh, able to... I, yep. <laughs> she, go, I go, she goes to grab that book. Yeah. I immediately throw another arrow at her feet, and I'm like, stinky one, pass <laughs> You are... He's not very good with those arrows, is he? Misses all the time. <laughs> Do you say that? If I, t- if I tell Outside you why we're here, food. can I have this book? Say again? If I tell you why we're here, can I have this book, please? She said please. <laughs> she doesn't usually. Come yes, on, Cutter. It is a fair enough trade. And he grabs the gold band off its head. Mm-hmm. Puts it in, in his in his little little side bag. Okay. Grabs the band and pockets that. Yeah. And then backs up and says, now state your business. Uh, we're here to stop Rosnisi. Speak. If you've been here long enough, then you know as well as we do that there is more to Omo than what we see here. Yeah. When she stop Rosnisi. When when they say Rosnisi, you know the name immediately. Rosnisi is a Yuanti warlord um, yeah. who lives in the city and commands the, the serpent people here. Oh, nothing would make me happier than to stop this evil creature. Great, we're on the same side. Takes the book. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't order an ice rhino? I did not. Order. Oh, okay. I'm just going to have it just... <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll, it, it I'll, melts I'll, into startle, water. I'll startle back and jump back. I'll backflip onto that wall again and just look at him like he's a freak of nature. Yeah. I'm just like... Yeah. This is strong. I could show you to Radnisi if this is what you seek. So long as you two are an enemy of him, 
That's all we all we seek. If we can rid the land of his blight, it's but the first step of bringing peace to this people and ourselves. This boon would be very dangerous, and it would be an honor to die in its cause. <laughs> Hopefully, no dying. No dying. I mean, if we're going to go with you know past records, you know, sure, no dying. Let's no more that. dying. Right, no more dying. Not while the soulmonger's doing his thing. Anyways, this sounds great. What's serendipity? We met someone who wants to take us to Rosnese, let's go. Oh, also, cat person, you haven't seen us already, have you? Or like people that look like us? You've seen lots of people that look like humanoids wandering around of late. It seems like Omu has attracted the circus. Sure. Um, I'll say as much, I'll say uh, there are many have passed through these parts. None of them have been as brave a warrior as you. Oh, well. Oh, thank God. That's good. Thank Come, you. great warriors. Let me show you to our deaths. Uh, do you have to look back at the party and kind of give them a, a single nod? Uh, Chris, how... Do, do I do I do I trust this Tabaxi warrior? Do I feel like he's actually leading us uh, correctly, or leading us astray, or trying to possibly bring us to a trap or something? You don't know. I uh, I'll flip. I see the I see the slight hesitation, you guys, <laughs> and immediately acknowledging you as the leader, I'll flip back off my wall. I'll flip out like a small nail on my arm, and I'll cut myself open, and I'll present it to you. And I'll grab your arm and I'll cut your arm open like ah. <laughs> I'll put it together. We are now brothers. Whoa, what's this magic? Oh. Stop doing magic. <laughs> While this Ew. is going on, Paulton, you see one of those little nature spirits. Oh. <laughs> no. I immediately start going toward it. Okay. This this tiny little spindly black creature with a white mask. And uh, he he holds out a nut for you. Aw, thanks, buddy. That's kind of what they look like. Do we see ah! the the? Do we see what he's interacting with? Nope. He just basically <laughs> down on the ground, um, picking like just looking at nothing. Oh. Uh, I, and uh, I think the ring's making him barmy. He's always been like that. He then hands you. Um, you see three more of them. No, four more of them come out. Oh. And they, they each hand you a nut. And okay. they, they, point, oh they point to your friends. Oh, are these for them? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, right. they're just wearing these featureless masks. There's no like, expression, nothing. It's like, okay. Um, no, I'm just going to... Just kind of like walk away. It's like, okay. okay, thanks, guys. Always, always fun. It, All right. I guess hit me up. You can see your party's being kind of, uh, they're, they're standing around while this tabaxi is rubbing his forearm into Diaz's forearm and blood is getting smeared around. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, no magic! <clears throat> so a- after like the, the, the blood blonde is complete, uh, Diaz will say, uh, uh, Show us the way, and we'll be sure that our blades strike true right into the heart of Rasnisi. Bag of nails is my name. Bag of Bag, nails. Bag of nails. Nails. Now I am D.F. Woodrow. Can we call you Bon Bon? 
Never. Never, ever. Are you sure? Because I think it's real cute. Yeah. Okay. Dia uh, gestures to the rest like, that woman is Evelyn. Over there is Strix and uh, Paulton. He's like off in the corner. He's sort of walking like, toward you looking at like a bun, something he found which he's got in his hand. Yeah, and, and that, that's Paulton. <laughs> Guys, really important. I didn't mean to interrupt. We have nuts. <laughs> everyone do keep doing everyone take a nut it's really important uh, a snack Strix takes it like immediately right. I don't know if we're supposed to eat it we'd heat Strix that. is we, already eating it oh okay well I guess we'll find out Paulton just sort of grabs the other ones and waits and just sort of watches Strix for about a minute <laughs> she's like th- <laughs> like still chewing alright uh, Strix you feel like uh, some magical effect has taken hold of you <laughs> no Good or good or bad? You can make an arcana check to ascertain what it might be. Chris, do I know that? Uh, yes, you know that these, you call them Chewingas, these little nature spirits that haunt Omu and the greater jungle, and they are known for being inoffensive creatures who take a shine to people for strange reasons and often give them little gifts or magical charms. I got a 21. With the 21, you can ascertain that what's been uh, the spell that has been cast on you is uh, basically a resist poison spell. Oh. 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 I, you tell us that? Eat, eat them. They make you not be poisoned. That's Do we want thing. it now? I mean, I don't know if you want it now, but I ate mine, and I feel like I won't be poisoned. Well, Do someone we else can have mine because I can't be poisoned. Do we know, like, how long that lasts, or...? You're not sure. Um, okay. Yeah. Maybe Let's, we'll hold on to it. Put that in my pocket. But uh, Bag of Nails, you know that the Iwanti, the snake people, use poisoned weapons. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, point that out to them. The poison is being used by Iwanti. You should eat now. Oh, okay. Let's eat it now. Here you go, dear. How far away are we from, the, from where this guy would be? Oh, uh, so... You believe that there is an entrance into the Yuwanti stronghold, which is a dungeon under the city, in the ruins of the old royal palace. So that's a, that's a trek across to the far side of the city, which for you, based on the routes you know, you could get there in about an hour. Oh, good. So yeah, so we could be... We, and, and would the would the Yuanti be in and amongst the the city? I mean, is Yes, so you, you've been really, really good at sort of... In figuring out how they move about because it, they have eyes and spies everywhere, but Yuanti, you discovered, have the ability to turn into ordinary snakes, and it is in that form that they move through the city surreptitiously. They spy on intruders and then just assume their true forms and attack, uh, usually gaining the element of surprise. So you're very wary of serpents acting strangely or moving in groups. Okay. I'll point that out to the rest of the group. Okay. Cool. Great to know. Palton, can I have my nut after all? Oh, okay, sure thing. There you go. <laughs> Evelyn, like, cracks it like a nutcracker, uh-huh. but she doesn't eat it, and uh-huh. she gives it to Waffles. All right. Aww. All right, so Waffles has the poison resistance. Anybody else? Uh... Uh, a whole lot of mine until we start getting closer. Yeah. Chris, um, question. Does yeah. Simon's, uh, does Simon's uh, gesture hat have a, have a bell on it? Yeah. So I'm going to pick up Simon and, yeah. like, walk over to Bag of Nails mm-hmm. and just kind of start jingling it. 
Like, I want to know. So, yes, he holds up this Marion. This... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, this is going so much better than play. Maybe I can have a cat friend too. Oh, He's no. not a pet. Oh. Chris, I immediately go in my bag and I take out this little ball of yarn. Share uh-huh. <laughs> my oh. ball of yarn with him. Okay. Oh, you si- guys are connected. Simon, Simon takes the little ball of yarn and then he just sort of turns his head right around to you, Paulton, and gives you this look like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just like I'm trying to get you new friends. Go with it. All right. You are like my little son. I'll I'll hug him. Okay. He's here. <laughs> okay. Did you realize that he could be slipping a little? Right. Yeah. Dragon nails is at the edge of like he he's like is something a little off. He's old. Simon goes he, limp. <laughs> you see, like, like the gray in his whiskers, and there's something kind of like old and sad about this. Aww. this ancient warrior. It's like, Aww. I think Simon has two dads now. <laughs> Sorry, three dads now. <laughs> Sorry, DF. <laughs> Dragon Bait will hold out his hand to you, Paulton, uh, for a nut. It's like, oh yeah, you're here. Here you go, man. <laughs> He'll take it. Sorry. Either. All right. Let's, and I'll, I'll put the yarn away and steal the bell and immediately start running down the, uh, the alley. Follow okay. Me. As he's jingling. <laughs> Everyone, let's go. The longer we wait, the longer, the worse this gets. And as we start moving with uh, back of nails, kind of lean the way, yep. kind of looks back at the rest of the party, shows his forearms, kind of goes. <laughs> <laughs> Evil, like, real quick, just. Pat it, pat like yep. one hit point into it to make yeah, like sorry. make it better. Okay, nice. yeah, he'll like roll his sleeve back down, pulls the off, just like. <laughs> All right, as you make your way uh, now, bag of nails does not walk along the main thoroughfares. He basically no, moves I'll between. From, so, yeah, sorry, I'll go. I'll take the high road and go from like rooftop to rooftop, keeping my eyes peeled. Yeah, yeah, I could about like I could, a thirty pace. I'll be about thirty feet in front of them, watching for. Um, anything coming our way. Great. Yeah, I could do that if I wanted to. I just don't know the way. Okay. Uh, so the rest of uh, Evelyn and Strix, are you staying close to the ground or are you going high since you got... I will be flying, yeah. How I'm high? always flying. How, I don't want to be by any snakes. How high up do you want to be? I'm not going to be... I'll be at rooftop level. Okay. Kind of like as Bag of Nails is jumping, I'll be level with him. Okay. Um, and uh, Paulton, are you on foot now? Um, can I make like an, like an ice cat that I can ride? Yeah. Uh, I you, guess that'd be like a saber tooth, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, so I'll there, do that. you spend another four charges, leaving you with four charges in the ring, and you get your ice saber tooth tiger. Woo! Ooh, and Simon will, you pull him up as well, and he can ride along with you. Dragon bait mm-hmm. will pull up the rear with waffles. Jared's face. What's I DF am. doing? <laughs> okay. When I see the ice saber tooth, I, I stop in my tracks. Yeah. Not, to, not, to, not to stop the adventure for a second, but Absolutely. I want you to know the bag of nails sees an ice saber tooth. Yeah. And he stops and jumps down and smells that thing's butt for like. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I guess get yeah. to know each other. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and there's no, the yeah, there's no, uh, no smell coming off it whatsoever. It's literally an, uh, made of ice, uh, just as unnatural as the ice rhino. It, it's hardly a pleasurable experience. I immediately jump back on. Okay. Take um, as you leap across the rooftops, you come to an area where there, there aren't any more rooftops to leap onto. There is a shrine with a, a low wall around it to one side, and then there's this sort of absolutely rampant, overgrown vine garden um, in sort of this marshy... But you can leap onto the wall and kind of run across the wall of the shrine if you want to stay above the ground, bag of nails. You'll just be like a, yeah. cat, on a cat on a broken wall, basically. Yeah, I'll I'll um I'll make uh make an athletics check. Yep. Shouldn't be a problem. Seventeen. Yeah, you're good. So yeah, you see a bag of nails springing along a wall, um, that runs alongside one of the shrines of Omu, and you can see the motifs in the wall. Bear images of or bas reliefs and sculptures of what look like a cheetah or leopard with snakes coming out of its shoulders. Mm. And those are sort of in, inset and protruding from the walls of this shrine. Um, I think I remember that lovely Snurson telling us a little bit about something like that. The trickster mm-hmm. gods? Yeah. yeah. It, could, it does look like one of the representations of one of the trickster gods. Right. Um, as you're making your way along, you can see that the the vine garden has a few shattered pillars kind of erupting from it, and they've been sort of broken off or sheared off, and their top ends lie toppled on the ground and completely overgrown, and they're just sort of broken off at weird angles. But I'd like everybody to make a perception check to see if you notice anything in the vine garden. Oh my gosh, I got a 20! Very good. I got wow. a 19! You guys, good. I haven't rolled under 10 on perception That's today. That's amazing! 18? Very good. Also 18. Wow. Okay. You, uh, yeah, 26. 18. Okay. Everybody, everybody sees that on top of one of these pillars, there is a creature perched. And it is a giant four-armed gargoyle. Oh, no. <gasps> we're good against these. It's fine. Yeah. No, we're not. I'm not. What? And uh, you know that it's not just statuary because its head sort of follows you. And um, it... Its wings are pulled in tight. It doesn't look like it's taking off. It's just gripping the top of this shattered pillar with its clawed feet and sort of watching. Well, no harm, no foul. If you don't want to tussle, then that's fine. Probably a good choice on your end, Gargoyle. Bag of Nails, do you know anything about this? Uh, I'm not playing around with a gargoyle, and he, he, you see him, he grabs his bow and takes two shots. What? All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> this is kind of what the creature looks like. Oh, no. Oh, neat. That oh, looks no. friendly. Also, oh, no. Yeah. Today is a good day to die. <laughs> uh, all right. No. So make your, make your attack rolls. Uh, um... So we have two attacks, and, uh, and there's no minus on the second attack, correct? Correct. Uh, so a 16 and a, and a 29. Uh, da, da, da. Well, the 29 is definitely going to hit, and the six, the 16 is going to uh, shatter against his stony hide, but not penetrate. So one hit. Okay. Take... Um, Stand by. 
My, okay. Take uh, 14. Okay. Uh, as the first shot strikes the gargoyle and basically takes a large chip out of it, you see that seems to incur its anger. And then uh, it, its rings unfurl. And I'd like everybody to roll initiative. Uh, why would you make oh, it angry? All right. 18. 18 for Evelyn. Uh, 15 for Strix. Okay. 15 for Paulton. Okay. 21 for DS. And Bag? Ooh. I'm looking for my... Uh, I'm looking for... Oh, that would be your dexterity bonus added to your roll. Bonuses, so I have 20, it's a 24. Okay, great. Uh, bag of Nails, you're going to get to go again before anyone else. Right. I'll cast a lightning arrow. Okay. Excuse me. I'll take... Um, <laughs> no, Paulton. I'll take two shots. First one's a, a miss... And the second one is a 23. That is going to hit. You see that? It's lightning arrow. It's cool. I want it. Yes. It's so not something you can have. His arrow transforms <laughs> His arrow transforms into a bolt of lightning in mid-transit. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you do 4d8 with that, right? You're or, taking damage. That's an additional d8. Yeah. So that's, um, that's 15, and then the lightning is 4d8? Yep. Um, so it's 14 plus... 15. Uh, 20, 25, uh, 31 damage. Holy smokes. All right, yeah, so that lightning just blows a large chunk of the gargoyle, um, but it's still intact. What? <laughs> All um. I'll take my move action and find partial coverage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can sort of drop down behind the wall that you're on. That's something a good idea. Let's just black flip so it doesn't look like a cop. So after picking picking this fight. it's pissed and fighting. All right, see ya. Yeah, bye. Ciao. Okay, so after starting that fight and then ducking for cover, a bag of nails drops out of view, except, of course, evil and strikes. You can see him because you're airborne. DF, what do you do? Uh, so ho- uh, Gargoyle Homeboy is still, like, up on this wall. He's up on the pillar. Pretty high up. Yeah, the pillar puts him about 20 feet off the ground. Now, there are there's some vines and things growing around the outside of the pillar, and there's some carvings on the pillar um, that make it climbable. Ooh, uncanny climb. Uh, not up to a gargoyle. Uh, instead, I will, uh, similar to, to Bag of Nails, I will also find something representing cover. Oh, yeah, and there's then, um, And then I'll use my action to uh, uh, take the defensive, okay. the defense action. Got it. I'll, I'll wait for the gargoyle to act first. All right. Evelyn, what do you do after uh, Bag of Nails launches a flurry and, uh, of arrows, one of which is lightning at this creature. And it's very clear that the gargoyle is coming after us now. The gargoyle looks plenty pissed. Well, all right, I mean, haven't smashed anything today. Uh, I just go for it with Treebane. Okay. Am I, am I close enough that I can easily get there and do my two attacks? Yes. Cool. Fly up there, swing Treebane. That's a 25. A 25 is a hit. Sweet. And I do uh, 7 damage with that one. Good. 
And then one more hit, mm-hmm. hopefully. Nope, probably not. That's a 14. That bounces off its stony hind. All right. Um, the gargoyle goes next, and since he's got a foe right in front of it, it is going to attack you, Evelyn. Don't worry about it, guys. I got this. It attacks you with a bite and four claws. That's five attacks. Better me than you. It's fine. That's that's too many attacks. The bite is a crit. Um, So that's going to be... uh, The bite does 25 points of damage to you, Evelyn. Ow! And then uh, of the four claws, only one of them hits you. And it does nine slashing damage. Okay, you said 25 and nine in both slashing? Uh, the bite is piercing, so mm. 25 piercing, nine slashing for a total of 34. Okay. And that's its turn. Paulton. Yeah. You see uh, Evelyn fluttering up next to a gargoyle that's on top of a 20-foot-high shattered pillar, Mm -hmm. and they're duking it out. So, um... It's fine, don't worry, just stay safe. How many charges on the ring do I have left? You have four. I have four, that's what I thought. Um, Yeah. Can I try to do the thing that had frozen me before to it? That had frozen? Something frozen. You got frozen to a statue. Cone of the cold yeah. or something oh, similar. Okay, so yes. Um, you can do a Big B's ice hand, which creates this okay. ghostly ice hand that squeezes and crushes things. That's two charges. Or okay. you can blast a cone of cold, which is two charges, uh, which is what he hits you with that froze mm-hmm. you. Uh, you can do flesh to ice, which is three charges, but it, it turns a creature to ice. Um... You can do an ice storm, which is a wide area effect. You probably don't want to do that. You can do, um, but that's basically it. So the cone of cold is basically what zapped you last time. Okay, so and and the cone of cold that's two charges. Okay, and that had the chance to freeze, right? If it dropped him to zero, yeah. Oh, okay. But it does Uh, it does eight d eight cold damage. Okay, Uh, I'm gonna do that, and I call out like, "All right, guys." Ready to start a blizzard. All right. So Paulton's eyes glow blue as he holds out his hand and a cone of cold energy erupts from it. Whoa. You can, you can shift the cone so it doesn't hit Evelyn and just catches the gargoyle. Yeah. And it's I can do that without throw. a ring. All right. The gargoyle failed its save, so it's going to take all Ooh. 8d8. Nice. All 8d8. Okay. Uh, oh, my son. Thank you. Okay, I need to do some math here. So, uh, 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 yeah, that's that. Okay, that's that. That's Oh, these are good. <laughs> okay, still got two more. Uh, oh, my, they're real good. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, uh, okay. All right. All right. So, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, 50. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, after it gets absolutely blistered by this cone of cold, you can see that it's got this icy casing around it and the pillar is all sort of frozen as well. And then it just sort of breaks out of the ice 
uh, and is still alive, but it looks very, very badly hurt. In fact, it's so cold, its skin is all, its its flesh has all got these cracks in it that weren't there before. Evelyn's never seen Paulton deal that much damage in a single throw, or at least she hasn't in a while. And so she sees this and she's like, damn. <laughs> Strix, hit it with the icy hot. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks quite hurt at this point. Strix, you're up. Strix is really mad that Paulton's trying to like steal her magic thunder. She's like, ah! <laughs> uh, so she's going to go ahead and, I guess, just fireball it. Careful spell. I was nice. going to say, same level as usual, not, not right. higher level. So after the ice blast goes off, this huge ah! bloom of flame erupts around the pillar, completely engulfing it, but sculpted around Evelyn so it doesn't touch her. And yep. it's got to make another saving throw. It rolled a six, so it fails. <laughs> <laughs> Annihilate it. Thirty-one. All right. Uh, the fireball blows it to pieces. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and bag of nails as you sort of peer through a hole in the wall, and and watch this spectacle. You realize that that fireball. And that ice blast were so great. Chances are good. Everybody in the city knows you're here. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah but we got that gargoyle. Yeah, bit, bits of the gargoyle sort of go and just sort of land all around you. These splintered pebbles and shards of the creature. Nice. A, a claw lands uh, right beside you, uh, Paulton. Sort of, and then stops. I'll go up to Paulton and immediately start licking his face. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, is good work, my son. I have trained you well, oh my God. Yeah. Thank you, cat dad. <laughs> Let us go. We are now pressed for time. And I'll go scurrying off. Okay. <laughs> As we're like running, like I, I'll turn to Strix and be like, "Hey, it's pretty cool how like now we have like two powerful magic casters, right?" It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Strix doesn't her; just keeps my girl. It's like for a minute there. Ah. For a minute there, Strix, like the magic on your broom cuts out. No, <laughs> and you have to sort of focus on it again to <laughs> get it started. So bad. And it's so it mad. kind of backfires <laughs> and lets off this huge burst of smoke. Oh. As all I, I that, meant to do that. I know magic. <laughs> As all of that is happening, Dieth just stomps past. <laughs> and of course, the, the backfire just sends all these birds and the trees up everywhere, toucans and parrots flying all around you. Um, yes, and uh, you're all following a bag of nails as he t- leads you down back ways. Uh, Dieth, you sort of step in some what looks like dinosaur poo and um, you scrape it off your boot. And of course I do. <laughs> continue to make your way along. Uh, oops, wrong book. Too many books. Bag of nails. I don't need you to make any check. You're able to lead them to a river that flows through the city. This is an accidental river. There was never originally a river through Omu, but when it sank... Um, one of the rivers that sort of fell into the canyon kind of formed and flowed through parts of the city, flooding it. You're going to have to... You've sort of taken them to a section that you know very well where a log has fallen over the river span, and you can cross it easily. You've crossed it 100 million times. 
Uh, sure. So you leap across that. They follow you across it, those who are on foot. Waffles pulling up the rear. And that takes you to another broken avenue with buildings on either side of it and lots of back alleyways that you can take them to try to stay out of sight. You're very close now to the outermost palace wall. The palace was a big circular series of circular walls, um, and, uh, many of which have great gashes in them where they've fallen and collapsed. But you're close enough now that you can see the wall looming up through uh, the falling ash. Um, and it looks like uh, the, the ash is continuing to fall at kind of a slow, almost pretty pace and is just starting to accumulate on the ground, maybe like a centimeter's worth of dusty, so Chris, dusty within light. That, within that fallen ash, I'm going to take a perception check and yeah. see if I can see any tracks. Absolutely. Especially in, snakes. In that case, make a, um, make a survival check. Wow, he's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here. Um, uh, How come you never do that, DF? I don't. <laughs> uh, 17. <laughs> Okay, you do see, now, the, the Yuan-Ti tend to stay off the, the raised roads, and you're not surprised that you don't see much there, but, yeah, in the area where you are, you can see slithery marks through the ash, uh, sig- signifying that there are Yuan-Ti close by. Sure. Oh, heck. Um, do I have a sense? I mean, if, if and, I... Not, and not surprisingly, this close to the palace, they have patrols, and you can actually count with your role. You think you make out what looks like four distinct sets of tracks. Oh, great. I'll point it out to them. Okay. And, um, I do have uh, that primeval... Uh, prime, awareness. Primeval awareness? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, that um, you can use a spell slot. Really, uh, phase, fiends. If you, if you use a, a level of the spell, like a spell slot, you can determine... Uh, creatures within a mile of you. Um, aberrations, Celestials, Dragons, Elementals, Fey, Fiends. But that's and not really what we're looking at. Uh, here, you want to, you know, are not of any of those types. Okay. Okay. Can, um, after uh, Bag of Nails points out the Yonti tracks, can I make a nen- mental note or kind of a quick memorization of what those tracks look like so I could potentially look for that in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Okay, good. So um, I'll say let's continue, but be ready. And you'll see my bow, and I'll, I'll notch it and pull it and start to move slowly through. Okay. Done. Stay behind me. I'll scan for similar uh, tracks uh, alongside Bag of Nails as he continues to lead us. Okay. I have a dumb idea, which I want to do. I remember Viari's snake girlfriend, correct? You do. <laughs> Is there any way that I could do alter self to make myself look like said snake girlfriend? Yeah, the alter self spell, oh. uh, the, the difference between a human or a tiefling and a Yuan-Ti pureblood, which look basically human except for some subtle serpentine features, is not hard to pull off with the spell, so. All right, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, so you turn into a Yuan-Ti snake and woman. I, and I'm going to look at everyone and be like, if they see us, you're my prisoners. That's so smart. You're so smart, Strix. Oh, woe is me. I have been captured. By Shut this up! Oh. <laughs> said, or, Shut up, I'm a stay. Right. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're still dressed like Strix, but you're snaky now. All right. Yeah. As I see them, like, like readying, like, getting, like, you know, ready for whatever's coming, I, like, hop off the saber tooth, and I ready, too, and I, like, just aggressively, like, take out my mandolin. 
Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yes. Stop, right. prisoner. Now, everybody oh, yeah, make perception checks, and you all have advantage because of <clears throat> Bag of Nails warning and pointing out the tracks. Nice. <laughs> with, with her new uh, alt, uh, alter self, Diaz thinks Trix looks gross. <laughs> I got an 11. 11. Ugh. Ugh. Ew. I'm uh, so distracted by the ante with us that I see nothing. I got a six. Good lord. <laughs> with, advantage. with advantage. With so. advantage, I got 13. Mm, and now 20. Oh! Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Paulton, you so alone. Uh, actually, Dragonbait's not surprised either. Um, you and Dragonbait are not surprised when you can see in the ruins and buildings around you shapes that you uh, take to be serpentine in nature. Uh, obviously, they are aware of you, uh, but do you want to say anything when you see them? Like, looks like They look like uh, half-serpent, half-men creatures with bows and scimitars. I, I, I quietly warn my party of this, and I'm like... I'm also not surprised by them at all. Yeah, all right. With Paulton's warning, none of you are surprised when six Iwanti appear, and you can see that they are, unlike Strix, they're not, they're not just humans with serpentine features. Two of them, I'm sorry, four of them, actually have, like, snake heads, full-on snake oh. heads. Ah, ah! <laughs> okay. And then uh, the other two look like they have human heads and human upper bodies, but instead of legs, they have a big, long serpent's tail. Also gross. Yes, my snake brethren. (laughs) Do any of these look like those who attacked us back in Port Neonzaru when uh, I was almost poisoned to death on the roof? Um, you know, it's really hard to say. Uh, the, you don't think you've seen these ones specifically, no. Okay. Uh, one of the ones with the human heads appears to be the leader. You can see that she's got this sort of high gold collar uh, on, and her hair is mostly shaved except for like five top knots uh, that sort of hang down uh, long, and she's got gold rings kind of looped through these, her braided hair. And when she sees you, she says... Take them down. Uh-oh. No, these, uh, these hiss are my prisoner's hiss. Make a <laughs> deception check. <laughs> You're really selling it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> also, just, just for flavor, the little song I've been playing yeah. is a, a, a little extra inspiration to make it more convincing. I got I got a six. Okay. So, okay, I don't think that can help. You can no. ask. How about me having my bow notched really didn't help. <laughs> yes. yes, and as she's saying it's like her magic just like fails. Uh-huh. And Let- you just like her hair comes back onto like the snake the snake head. <laughs> Let us roll initiative. <laughs> All right, there it is. Um, I'm gonna pop that berry right about now. Oh the uh the nut yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, good call. Uh, yeah, same. I already did. Me too. Wait, no, I didn't. I don't need to. 23. 23 for Bag of Nails. Ugh. 14. 
I got a seven. Seven, 14. Yes. Uh, <laughs> DF is 13. 13. Another nat 20. Oh, 22. Okay. Bag of nails, you're going to be the first to go. Are they all, can you just lay out the side, of the, where are we at here? Absolutely. Distance and, and terrain. So you managed to get a, a sort of cross over the boulevard into the, between what looks like a, a quad of four buildings. You're kind of in the courtyard, or what used to be a courtyard, with building with these four buildings on the corners. These one-story buildings have all fallen into ruin, but the Yuan-Ti were hidden there, um, and they've all sort of come out of those buildings. So imagine, if you will, a square, enclosed, walled area with buildings in each corner just fall into ruin, and the Yuan-Ti are coming out of those, and you're kind of in the middle of that square. Out of all, they're coming out of all four? Uh, you can you're see... You're saying, imagine, if you will, like a death trap, right? Is that yeah. <laughs> Actually, they're not coming out of the one building that you would have left over to basically land into the courtyard. So there's one building behind you that appears okay. to be clear. But two each have emerged from the three other buildings, making six altogether. Okay, I'm going to find the, the closest pack to us. Um, and I think they said there's two of them, two of them in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use um, my volley. Uh, what is that? A, is a, my volley attack um, as a ranged attack. Mm-hmm. So my volley attack, I can take any number within 10 feet. Are they... Are they yeah, two of them are within 10 feet of each other, so you could hit them okay, both. So I'm going to take, so does that mean I get two attacks against each, or just one against each? So the way your volley works is you can use your action to make a ranged attack against any number of creatures within 10 feet of a point you can see within range. Uh, you make a separate attack roll for each target. So it's only one, so it's only, it's this, if I had two shots, it's basically the same thing, right? So I'll uh, just take like, two shots against one guy. Right. Okay. And I'm going to go against one of the um, the human head ones, assuming it's a spellcaster. Okay. All right, so same attack against that person. Oh, my God. One of the human head ones is the leader, the one who just barked out at you. Do you want her to be That's the target? The, for sure, the one I want to Okay. Um, my um, 21 and 18. Both hits. Nice. Ooh. All right, so, oh, God, nine, uh, 10 damage on, okay. one, on 10. And then um, 16. Oof, so okay, 26 total. total. Okay. And uh, I'm going to backflip, uh, use my move action to f- jump up on top of that building and nice. kind of give a battle cry. Excellent. Evelyn tries to join in. Did he just have a hairball? Paulton, you see Bag of Nails get off the two shots, both into the lead, the leader you want to... Um, and then do the backflip up to the roof and start screaming. Like cat- uh, caterwauling, in fact. <laughs> so uh, this leader one? Yeah. What, is that one of the... She's one of the human-headed ones with the snake bodies. Would that be considered humanoid? Uh, she. None of these you want to hear considered humanoid. They're monstrosities. Ooh. So oh, that's mean. Humanoid spells, <laughs> won't, humanoid spells won't work, like Crown of Madness, for instance. Okay. Aww. Oh, it's like you knew exactly why I was asking. <laughs> okay, uh, I want to, I want to do that that ice hand and like grab uh, one of them. Okay, very good. <laughs> also, does my does my ice saber tooth get to uh, make an attack at some point? You can command it to absolutely, but you have to I, use an action to do so. 
I'd like to imagine that's Paulden's actual thought process. I want to do that ice hand. So thing. you can either do oh. the ice hand with your action, <laughs> yeah. or you can command it to attack as an action. Your choice. I'm actually going to command it to attack first. All oh. right. Um, do you have a target in particular, like nearest Yuanti, um, the leader? Uh... Let's go leader. All right, then. Nice. In that, in that yeah. case, I would like you to roll for your saber-toothed tiger. That would be... Now, you can use the pounce action, which means you can run toward it, then pounce at her and force her, and then uh, make a claw attack against her. So add six to your d20 roll. Okay. Uh, that would be a 21. Okay, that is going to hit her. Now okay. she has to make a saving throw. She does not, which means your tiger knocks her prone. Sweet! And now, you can, now that you've knocked her prone, you can also make a bite, a bite attack against her. So roll another d20 and add 6. Wow. Okay. Uh, that would be a 16. That's also a hit. So now, Sweet. roll damage for the claw, which is 2d6 plus 5. Okay, so that is 12. Okay, and now roll damage for the bite, which is 1d10 plus 5. Oh, d10, weird. Uh, okay, plus 5. Yes, uh, 15. Oops, okay. Uh, 15, okay. Uh, she is very, very, very badly bloodied um, by yeah, that, but yeah. is still alive. I call out to Sabretooth. I'm like, yeah, fuck him up, Jeremy. All right. Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, guys. Just letting you know. Do you want to go next? Um, uh, she, even though she's down, she's going to cast a spell on you, Paulton, and she is going to say, surrender. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Sorry. A, yeah, wisdom saving throw. Oh. Oh, that is an unnatural 20. Okay. I just like, no. There is a strong, <laughs> she plants a suggestion in your mind to surrender and you refuse. Nice. Uh, her companions. <laughs> That's badass. Yeah. Uh, nah, bitch. Strix, you are targeted <laughs> by uh, one archer who shoots at you twice, hitting you once with a poison, no. poisoned arrow. Oh, no. I have poison resistance. Is she you next do. to me? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, you take six points of piercing damage from the arrow and only right. half damage from the poison, so that's three points of poison for a total of nine. All right. Evelyn, yeah. you, are, you are targeted by one of the archers, and both Sweet. arrows miss you. On the bracers, yep. Wonder Woman style. My cat just sat on my character sheet. And Very good. <laughs> uh, Simon is attacked by two arrows. Uh, one, no. of them, one of them sticks in him. He's not affected by poison, uh, but he does take five points of piercing damage. And he just sort of takes it. It kind of sticks uh, right in his chest. And then he just sort of looks down at it. Uh, no, you, our little boy! You see, it, it sort of c- created a crack down his uh, chest. <gasps> no, be careful! <clears throat> and then you see his eyebrows lower. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, you made him mad. Waffles is targeted by another one and is hit once with a poison arrow. She, too, has got the poison resistance, so she takes nine piercing damage and three poison damage. And then... It's okay, Waffles. Good girl. Bag of nails. Uh, one of the archers shoots up at you. 
Uh, missing with one attack and rolling a 20 on the second attack. That hits. All right. Uh, so you are hit for eight piercing damage. Copy that. And you take half the poison damage, which is three as well, so a total of 11. Copy that. Are anyone near me? And then finally, the last archer. You're flying, aren't you, Edelin? Yeah. No, not really. The no. yeah. uh, last one will go after Dragon Bait and miss him twice. Uh, so that's it for the Yuanti, and that brings us to Evelyn. That so these arrows just went by, and Diet was just like, "Yep." <laughs> 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 and then uh, Evelyn, you can see one of the Yuanti is down, uh, with the saber-toothed tiger looming above her. Uh, the other human-headed, snake-bodied Yuanti is standing next to her with a arrow or a bow. And then the four, which have the serpent heads and the human bodies, are over in the other by the other buildings. I'm going to go for the ones that are engaged with the saber-toothed tiger because I perceive those to be the leaders, right? They, yeah, it looks like. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to try to attack the one that's on the ground or the the second one who hasn't been attacked yet? Uh, the one who's on the ground is pretty severely wounded, right? Like yes. she's not long for this world. So I'll let the tiger finish her. I'll let Jeremy, excuse me, Jeremy finish her All off. Right. And I'll go for the standing one with the bow. Okay. With Treebane. And, uh, oof. Uh, 15? A 15 is a hit. Sweet. I'm also going to use Divine Smite. Nice. So we've got, let's see, two. Oh, these are horrible. Three. Eight. Those were the most horrible rolls. Twelve. Okay. That's your first attack. Yeah. And then I come at it again. Ooh. That's nice. That is a 25. Oh, yes. And I'm going to divine spite again. The holy light of Lathander compels you. Ooh. Uh. Twenty-one. Oof. All right, those two hits are enough to bloody him. So he's lost half his hit points at least. And, uh, and you're fluttering right in his face now. DF, uh, you have so far been ignored. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, what is reasonably within uh, range of me of all these different foes? So the archers are, the, the, the four snake-headed archers are about 20, 25 feet away from you. Okay, are they like up on walls or are they just No, they're on nearby? the ground. Okay, great. Uh, I want to go after one of the archers. Okay. They're, uh, all, they're just, all technically archers, but... All right, well, I'll, I'll engage, not, not the leaders looking yeah. snakes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go after one of the, uh, the, the lesser ones and yeah. just kind of give them a target so they can't use that poison bow. Right. Uh, and just come in, uh, coming up at them and just start uh, slashing away. Great. So just, just an attack, I suppose. Mm-hmm, yep. Uh, 23. That's a hit. Great. Engine 7 damage. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, so he takes that wound and is Great. still alive. And both of those guys are now focusing on you. All right. Uh, next up is Waffles. Annoyed that she was shot by the bow, she is going to come over and uh, be next to you, DF. Yeah, give him, girl. Yep, she's going to attack the one that you attacked, hitting it twice. Good girl! Yeah! 
with her claws. Which do 14. And her bite, which does 12. Chris, you have to do the owlbear noise. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that one is now bloody. Aha! Uh, next up is Simon, Murderbot. Uh, he will... Uh, Evelyn, the one that you're fighting, um, a little dart's going to come that guy's way. All right. Nice! Uh, Simon hits the Yuan-Ti with the dart. Um, now, the Yuan-Ti is immune to poison, so sadly, Simon's attack does one point of damage. He's a good boy. He tried so Simon. Hard. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Okay, and then we drop to Strix. <laughs> Strix is gonna look at poignantly at Paulton. Yeah. Oh no. Cast cone, careful spell code of cold on all the Yanti. Well, she. They're not all within range of the cone. I like this though. All of them. All of them. Uh, you Are can, they more? You can in get. Range? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say. So you've got a sixty-foot-long cone. You can get. One, two. You can get four of them, including uh, either the two DF is fighting plus the two that Evelyn and and Paulton are fighting, or you can get the two that Evelyn and Paulton are fighting, and then the two that have not been engaged in melee at all. Hmm. Would Fireball get all of them? No. Okay. Could I misty step into a position where I could get possibly more than two? You can get, like like I said, you can get four of them. Oh, four. Okay. All right. Well, if I can get four, fine. Okay. I'm you, still going to look at Paulton poignantly. Do you want to catch the ones that DF and Waffles are fighting or the ones that haven't been engaged yet? I will get the ones that DF and Waffles are fighting. All right, then. Roll your damage, and I'll make my saving throws. Your cone of cold just wraps around all of your allies, avoiding them oh. um, as it blasts the Yuan-Ti. And that's 8d8. 8d8, yes. Uh, 37. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> all right, DF, one of your Yuan-Ti is killed. The other one... Bad blistered, uh, bloodied, you might say. And both of the human-headed Yuan-Ti that Evelyn and Paulton are fighting are now frozen solid. Ha! Nice. Kick him over. See, Paulton! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job. We, we both can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys make such a good team. There are now three Yuanti left alive, one fighting DF and Waffles, and two that haven't been attacked yet. And that was... It is Dragonbait's turn. He's going to go after the two that haven't been attacked yet and hit them with his Holy Sword. He's going to hit uh, one twice. And... And, and, and... He is... They are not Fiend or Undead. Okay. So he hits one twice. Bag of nails. Top of the round. Yep. Don't let any escape. That will not happen. I'll take, um, I'll shoot at the one that's on DF and use that plus eight because he's below his max. Um, I got a 20, not natural. Okay, that's it. So that's um, a 15 plus uh, 19 damage. 
15 plus 19 or 19 total? No, 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 it's okay. 19 damage. Okay, ow. Does <laughs> he drop? No, he's still alive. All right, I'll take my other shot on the same one. I will help you, brother. Uh, five, 17. You kill it. Nice. Uh, Dieth, it just sort of flies off to the side from the, the sheer force of the arrow. Damn, dude. Is that a composite <laughs> bow? <laughs> uh, um, and then I'll flip down. Okay. And um, I'll stand next to my son and yeah. protect his backside. All right. Are you talking about me? No, he's talking about Simon. Aww. Okay, so the only two left are the ones that Dragon Bait is fighting, and it is Paulton's turn. Uh, so the one the saber tooth was on, or Jeremy was on, is now dead. Uh, correct. Frozen okay, solid. Gotcha. Frozen by Strix's spell. Uh, is there is there anything near? Uh, well, about 20 feet away, within charging, pouncing distance, is are two that Dragon Bait is single-handedly holding off. Okay, let's uh, go for the nearest one. Okay. Uh, make another claw attack for me, as you pounce. Oh. Okay, so that was... Let me see here. So for the attack roll, it was D20 plus 6. Got it. Uh, um, that is a 13. That's a hit. Oh, cool. Uh, so roll 2d6 plus 5 damage for the claw. Okay. Uh, mm. 14. Okay. Um, he is still alive but bloodied, but he is knocked prone because he failed mm-hmm. his strength saving throw, so you can now make a bite attack with advantage. Roll 2d20 yeah, and take the higher know. result. Cool. That's pretty good. 19. That's it. Roll 1d10 one, one plus 5 damage for the bite. Okay. Uh, 11. All right. It is still alive, but very badly hurt. Mm. Okay. Good job, Jeremy. At this point in time, I'd like everybody to make perception checks. Yes! <laughs> Oof. Whoa. No, that's, that's a bad news. No. Ah! There's a bad news. Eight. There's a bad news. Strix got 17. Good. Did you say with advantage? No, just regular. <laughs> oh. You're just hearing what you want to hear at this I don't, point. I, I weirdly just rolled 2d20s. <laughs> well, that's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, just, uh, I'll just take the lower result, which is still pretty good. Uh, 14. Okay. 24. Nice. 24. Okay, those of you who rolled a 17 or higher, raise your hand. Excellent. You're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> Over the din of battle and the chaos in this courtyard, which is just outside of the royal palace of Omu, uh, as through the falling ash that falls like snow from the darkened sky, you see a shape descending down from above, so big as to seem almost beyond measure, its wingspan probably about 120 to 150 feet across, the biggest red dragon you've ever seen in your life. And when it realizes it has been seen, it says, At last! No! Oh, yeah. I pooped myself. <laughs> Good! I, I it, is, it is still about 180 feet up in the sky. But it looks, oh, it looks awesome. close enough you could practically touch it. I'll raise my bow above my head and... <laughs> 
No! It is a great day. I'll notch a bone immediately. What? No! Uh, it is. He's barmy! He's barmy! Just go in the bushes! I go in the bushes. Evelyn, it is your turn. I... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's the, I skipped the Iwanti. Um, oh, great. Uh, so the Iwanti, when they see the chaos, they look at this. Yeah, they, they sort of poop themselves and turn into snakes. <laughs> and begin to slither off, but uh, that will provoke an oppie from Dragonbait, uh, who hits one of them. Dragonbait is foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. no. Oh. Yes. Uh, Look so, at Dragon Bay. I'm like, it's your fault. Uh, yeah, so those two snakes slither away and kind of disappear into the rubble of the nearest building, uh, leaving you alone with this behemoth. And now, Evelyn, what do you do as Klauf descends upon you? Klauf? Do you guys know Klauf? Or is this somebody that you guys know? We may yes, have it's bad. One. Time to it's go. Bad. It, was, it wasn't a big deal. Can't imagine why he'd be here. We should go. <laughs> uh, is he looking at anyone in particular, Chris? Uh, um, you can make a perception check to ascertain that, or insight if you prefer. I definitely prefer insight. Thank you. Um, 17. Paulton. He's looking at Paulton. Can't yeah. imagine why he'd be looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we should go. Now's a good time to go. We should go. We should probably go. Okay. All right. Evelyn slaps Waffles on the run. She's like, go, get to cover. Everyone, get to cover. And she tries to fly up in front of the dragon. You're almost not heard over the sound of that. (laughs) Evelyn Uh, joins in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you're just going for cover? Is that what you're doing? No, I'm sending them to cover and trying to draw the attention. How do you want to do that? I want to... Because uh, right now, the dragon's Terminator-like sights are set on the guy with the ring. Great friend! We welcome you to this place. Hi, so good to see you. I'm trying to sing. If you don't remember me, I'm Evelyn, and I just think it'd be so great to sit down and have a talk. I'm trying to persuade him to engage with me and not attack us. Okay, make a persuasion check at disadvantage. This is Chris Perkins. It's a dragon. Chris Perkins. <laughs> it's a dragon who's looking for you. <laughs> 16. Okay. Uh, I'll let you, you can't ascertain anything right away. He, nothing is going to change until his turn comes around. Um, Diath, what do you do as Evelyn pleads to the dragon for negotiation? Diath immediately turns towards a bag of nails, like with the most urgent sense of like danger and panic not not quite panic but just a sense of urgency within his eyes it just says the entrance how close is it uh give me a sense chris where are we at okay i can do that so just past this courtyard is the wall of the palace and the reason you came this way is you know there's a fissure in the wall that you can slip through which will lead you into the interior of the palace which is kind of set up like a maze and you haven't been there inside the palace a whole lot, so you know the configuration of the maze is going to take a little bit of reckoning to get through. Um, sure. it, it was designed this way, of course, so that if armies attacked the palace, they'd get lost inside the walls and be picked off. Um, sure. But assuming you can get through the maze inside the walls, that will take you to the center of the palace, which has this 
collapsed, ruined palace in it, and therein lies the entrance to the Yuan-Ti Lair. In terms of raw distance, it's only about, I want to say, 600 feet from where you're standing to the ruined palace. But then there's all these, the walls and the maze and everything in between you. I'll relay that, and I'll say, make your way. I will hold them off. This is a red dra- You got it. That's a good plan, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Dieth will immediately like, call towards everyone else and basically just say, like, uh, we're going, we're so close, we have to get inside. Once we're deep underground, he won't get to us. Come on! And then just full sprint, like, making sure everyone is coming with. Okay, uh, so you bolt, um, and it looks like uh, Simon Waffles and Dragon Bait are of a similar mind, but it's not their turns yet. And Strix, what do you do? I mean, I, I just, like, Kermit run. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm already in the bushes, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> So I've already, I've already, I mean, I'm, I'm So you're on the ground? I was in the bushes on the ground, yeah. yeah so I'll okay. have to stand up from the bushes with, like, mm-hmm. twigs in my hair. Yeah. And if I see Dieth running yes. and Waffles and everyone running, okay. I'm going to follow them. But I'm also going to look back at Evelyn and Paulton and being like, please come, please! Yeah. Now, you and you and the rest of you know that there aren't a lot of places to hide from an aerial creature because the rooftops have mostly caved in. You've basically got walls, and that's it. But So running doesn't do any good, is what you're saying. Not if the creature is directly above you. I mean, you know what I mean. Can I bonus action lie on the ground and cry? You can, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm on the ground crying. All right. Dragon bait comes by and picks you up oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> on his turn, and just hold. He, he's strong enough to just carry you over your shoulder while you're crying and weeping, and he follows <laughs> Dia. This is like, yeah! yeah. What does he smell like? Oh, that's a very good question. He smells like this fear. Is the strangest question I've ever heard in a game with you. <laughs> yeah. So dragon bait. You know dragon bait. You'll yeah. understand. He communicates with smells. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe you're looking it up, Chris. I am. That's something you don't you just make this up? No, it's something I wrote down so I didn't have to remember. Uh, he smells like ham. Okay. Ner- oh, nervousness and worry. For, yeah, I'm like I'm worried too, dragon bait. Ham is the smell of fear. All right. I'm also hungry now. All right, uh, waffles will galumph behind you, frantically trying to keep up. Uh, well, actually, having no trouble keeping up. Uh, Simon will have a little bit of trouble because he's a bit slow, but. Uh, he will run fiercely behind you, and as you begin to weave, following Diaz's crazy path through this uh, maze of collapsed buildings and walls, it's very clear that that shadow of the dragon is descending upon you. And you can hear now a wing flap that just... It's the first one you've heard since he appeared, and it just kind of echoes throughout the entire city. And as you watch, you can see sort of magically coming out of the tips of his wings are wands. Oh, no, 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 no. Wands? Yes. No, 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 no. Paulson, take the ring off! Take it off, take the ring off! Throw it at him! Don't give it to him! Just take it off! We're not going to survive otherwise! And that's where we'll stop for today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ring, you bastard. <laughs> you can't give it to him. 
Okay, so uh, that concludes the session. I want to say thank you, Matthew, for joining us, and oh, we look awesome. forward to having you back in the new year. Oh, uh, my God. Our, our game is off next week for the holidays. Wizards is closed, uh, but we are back on January 2nd for more Waffle Crew Adventures. Episode 75 will be the next episode. Wow. It's called Apex Predator. Oh. I, hope, <laughs> I hope you'll all tune in. <laughs> Nice. I will. I'm <laughs> sad. Play, you guys play. You too. Thank you for joining us. Oh, yeah, yeah too you. much fun. This is, uh, yeah, next week is I love next episode is gonna be hairy. Um, okay, so anybody have any announcements they want to share with the greater waffle fan before we break off for the holidays and the year? I will. Yep. Uh, we are still doing weekly writing prompts for the Waffle Fam Writing Club on the Dice Camera Action subreddit. Uh, we we should post a new prompt tonight, and if you like writing fan fiction, please share. It's been really fun. Also, uh, in an attempt to add a little brightness to our otherwise scary worlds, the Waffle Crew and the C Team are playing Secret Santa on Twitter and have all uh, had Secret Santa matches. You can see them uh, shopping for each other on Twitter right now, and tomorrow, starting at noon, they're going to give each other their gifts on Twitter. So It's been really fun. Yeah, yeah you, you can find all the tweets using, using the hashtag Waffles Inc. All one word. Nice. Um, and probably you should give us some suggestions because our characters just really don't know what to buy for each other. So. It's, oh, it's hard shopping. Mm-hmm. No, it's fun in the graveyard. <laughs> so far, Holly has bought like, got like a skull and a corpse and stuff. I th- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Related, since uh, you're talking about the uh, writing prompt and Waffles Inc., etc., you can find all that information and more at the Dice Camera Action subreddit. Be sure to go over to subreddit and join the uh, uh, constant discussion, uh, really good fan theories, essays, fan art, fan fictions, uh, and just talking about the episodes in general, uh, which has been super cool to see. Uh, we always show up there all the time we're always looking at stuff reading things also commenting on what people post so join the fandom over at the uh, subreddit and you can also join the dice camera action discord which you can find that link also within the subreddit we actually take a lot of inspiration from a lot of what you post there so yeah i've, oh, yeah, I've seen sure. people make like well thought out essay arguments as to why a character thinks or feels something and we've been like huh yeah you're right <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's awesome I look, I look forward to going on and seeing just, you know, people railing against how unfair it is for me to throw a challenge rating CR24 monster at you. <laughs> is that yeah. dragon? Is that what you're talking about? I wonder why they would think that, Christopher. We'll just have to I get don't... to level 24, that's all. Yeah, right. <laughs> can, I, can I say something real quick? Absolutely, please. So we're, um, my buddies and I have started a company called Beetle and Grimm, which is this t-shirt. I don't know if you can Ooh. see it. Nice. It's I see it. Nice. Tyrannosaurus Rex and a little guy kicking his butt. <laughs> we're starting. Uh, we're in the middle of negotiations right now with Wizards of the Coast to bring a product to market later next year, and uh, Chris knows about it. But we're really excited about it. I do. Ooh, I do. We're gonna. I'm gonna be doing a lot more, like playing online and playing Twitch and sort of getting out there to release our product later next year. Where can they find more information about Beetle and Grimm? Well, we're not, we do have a website. It's very. It's a baby website, but we do have a, a website. And regardless, we have merch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a full so important. Yet, but, <laughs> uh, but it's coming next year, and we're really excited about uh, what we're going to bring to the market. So it's fun. Anything else? No. 
then Same. everybody out there in the real world, have yourself a safe and happy holiday and Bizarre. get lots of presents and stay cool. Yeah. And we'll one, one last happy D, happy D in December before we see you in the new year. Yes. All right. And then that's it. We will take our leave. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks yeah. for having me. All right. See you next yeah. year, Matthew. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash toa, or if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca. Until next week, happy hunting. <laughs>